Hello, and welcome to episode 9 of The Critical Zone. I'm your host, Hari Raj Gopalan, and with me today is Tom Feigenbaum. How's it going? We are here to talk about the NBA playoffs. It's been a while since we did an episode together. I believe it was previewing the season, actually. Um, so it, it has been a while. Uh, most of our predictions were not correct. Completely... Correct. No, we're okay. correct. We're, we're correct. All right. We may have missed some things like the Pacers. Uh, definitely missed the Pacers. And I uh, may have overestimated some teams like the Clippers. But moving on from that, uh, we're going to talk playoffs. But first, we're actually going to start with an awards prediction uh, little segment. So we're just going to go down all the awards. So first, we're going to start with MVP. Uh, I have Harden winning it. What do you think? I, I think it's pretty clear. James Harden is going to win the MVP. But having said that, uh, just honorable mention to Anthony Davis, Damian Lillard, and uh, I don't know, maybe some other guys like Marcus Aldridge. Yeah. I want to throw him in there. Yep, yep. <laughs> well, what do you think about the? This, there's a growing narrative over the last month and a half that LeBron deserves it. Um, I've been seeing that all over like the NBA expert Twitter, and I disagree with it as well. I, but what do you think about I it? I could not disagree with that more because LeBron James is the best player on the fourth seed in the Eastern Conference. <laughs> <laughs> you do you don't win MVP by being the best player on a by record mediocre basketball team. Yeah, I was the MVP is a confusing it it shouldn't be a confusing award. It's award it's most valuable player, but people tend to just say it's the best player award and it's not. If it was the best player award, obviously LeBron right. would deserve it. But James Harden is the best player on the best by far the best team in basketball this season. Definitely agree that he deserves it. Um next award, rookie of the year. I think Ben Simmons wins this in a landslide. I mean, Donovan Mitchell most years would deserve this, yeah. but Ben Simmons is, I mean, he's already a top 20 yeah, player the, in the NBA. The uh, Blake Griffin Memorial Rookie of the Year award to <laughs> Ben Simmons for being a fake rookie and then also <laughs> running away for the Rookie of the Year. Yeah, I, w- I would like to say Donovan Mitchell is a sens- sensational player, um, going to yeah. be probably top 10, top 15 player when it's also, like in the NBA in like a year or two. Uh, great score, leading a team to the playoffs that was 19 and 28. Yeah. Uh, leading score on the team, average over 20 a game. But Ben Simmons can just do everything, even without a jump shot. Like he's a, he's a great scorer. Yeah, One, already a top five passer, double digit rebound threat every night, and a great defensive player. Yeah, I, I think you pretty much summed it up right there. Ben Simmons is just a, a special basketball player, and when you look at guys who can take over a game, there are not many guys in the NBA who can. Uh, do the things that Simmons does. And when you are a, a triple-double threat every time you step on the floor, that's going to make you an extremely valuable piece to what I think is a championship-contending team right now for the Philadelphia 76ers. And as a sad no- side note, Markel Fultz dub- uh, triple-double yeah. last night, fi- finally getting it done. <laughs> so the process <laughs> the process is, is working together. out. It's a, yeah. a good year for Philadelphia. And Bede stayed healthy most of the year, exactly. too, except for obviously this end of the season. Yeah, it's freak, freak injury. But yeah. I don't know. I think he's injury-prone, and I think the fact that he took an elbow to the face shows that. Oh, obviously, obviously. <laughs> That's totally his fault. You know, process failed. Bede's a loser. Uh, next award, Sixth Man of the Year. Um, I'd like to give a quick honorable mention before I announce the winner. I'd like to say Fred Van Vliet for yes. these last, this last like three quarters of the season has been sensational uh, and definitely deserves some consideration, but... I mean, Lou Williams should have been an all-star. I agree. Yeah. Lou Williams, definitely the sixth man of the year. He has been sensational uh, coming off the bench scoring. And this is like, Lou, this is quintessential Lou Williams come off the bench, score 20 points. No one does it better than him except for young Jamal Crawford. Yeah, it's actually crazy. Like, when I think back to Lou Williams on the Sixers in the mid to late, like, 2000, 2010s, like, he'd have, like, six games a year where he'd go off for 30 to 40, and then the rest of the season he'd just be, like, 
he'd go 0 of 10. Right. But he's some, finally finally gotten consistent. He's become the de facto number one option on a Clippers team that was very close yeah. to making the playoffs with very little around him, honestly. Very little good pieces around him. DeAndre Jordan, obviously, is there. But, right. you know, they're relying on Austin Rivers, and Gallo never got healthy yeah. for the team. And he led a team nearly the playoffs in one of the toughest conferences we've had in recent yeah, memory. I agree. I think Blue Williams, much love. Much love to you. Other guys like Fred Van Vliet, Will Barton, Eric yeah. Gordon, great contenders as Terry always. Terry Rozier. Terry Rozier, yeah. Especially re- like yeah. over his last, last, last month and a half, taking a big step forward. What Big player to watch in the playoffs. Yeah, he's definitely we'll talk about that. Yeah. Uh, next award will go most improved player. Um, this is probably the biggest landslide of them all. Yeah, I would I'd say, say so. Victor Oladipo. I mean, to go from last year being a guy that was a major disappointment um, as a as a compliment to Russell yeah. Westbrook to arguably having a better season than Paul George has had in the regular yeah. season in Indianapolis, uh, just crazy. Uh, great defender, obviously. I think he led the league in skill, uh, steals and yeah. a great scorer. What do you think about him as like a top player in the NBA? Where do you I, rank him? I think Victor Oladipo is one of the best players in the league right now. He is coming out. He's able to handle the ball. He can score. He's been the number one option on a Pacers team that has been very impressive. That's building a very strong young team. That's just so fast and athletic with uh, him and Collison in the backcourt. Yep. I think Oladipo really. I mean, he's he's showing up. He loves the Hoosier State, uh, IU grad. So that's definitely. I think. I think that's honestly the fact that he's been comfortable, um, kind of taking the reins. I think that's really helped him out. He's been someone who just has fit into a good situation. And there are always right. guys. Uh, we see that with guys like Kyle Lowry a few years ago where they're not necessarily great players and they just click in the right situation. I think Oladipo is a great example of that. Yeah, and a team that was forecasted to win 20 games, as I mentioned, we obviously thought they would win 20 yeah. games. Um, and they're suddenly a playoff team and a good one at that, five seed. And, you know, if they won their last game, they could have been higher. Yeah. So very impressive Victor Oladipo season. Some other guys, I guess, like Joe Ingles, Clint Capella. Yeah. Um, it's honestly like most improved Jalen Brown. Jalen Brown. Most improved players a hard thing to estimate because there's some players like Jalen Brown that you know will get better because right. it's like young player. So how do you how do you tackle the like Dario Saric? Like how yeah. do you tackle those versus a guy like Victor Oladipo who broke out? Um, I think the the key word you just used right there is breakout. And a guy like Oladipo where you don't see him coming, that's kind of where you win most improved player right. award. Well, last award I think right is coach of the yep. year. I mean, unless you want to do executive of the year too. No. Yeah. <laughs> let's, let's, let's close with Coach of the Year for the award section. Uh, very interesting race. Dwayne Casey seemed to be the favorite for the majority of the season, but the closes by Brad Stevens and Quinn Snyder have been sensational. Uh, Snyder, team was 19-28. and 28. Gobert was down. Um, not a great roster offensively. Um, just a lot of mixed and matched parts, and he put it together, and they ended with the fifth seed. They had a chance to be the three seed as of last night, and they lost that game. But fifth seed in the West, they won 48 games. That's incredible turnaround. And Brad Stevens, you know, all the injuries yeah. to Boston. What do, you, what do you think? I think it should be Brad Stevens for exactly the reason you just mentioned. There's no other coach in the NBA that has been able to scheme around weaknesses to uh, his roster, mostly because of injuries. And when you think about the fact that Gordon Hayward was the second best player on this roster and played five minutes right. this entire season, and yet the Celtics are the number two seed, and that is despite the fact that Kyrie Irving, who is the best player, is has been out for the last I don't know month or so, right? And they are just absolutely rolling. Um, he's getting the best out of guys like Daniel Tice, who's also injured, yeah. uh, Aaron Baines, <laughs> Greg Monroe, Al Horford, um, then obviously Tatum and, and Brown have been fantastic. So I think it's just a testament to Brad Stevens to be able to get so much quality play out of a roster that has been just decimated by injuries. And I think like Greg Popovich 
obviously, I think he's, we'd both agree, best coach in basketball. Yeah. And what he's done with that Spurs team is sensational as well. Uh, LaMarcus Aldridge led and no other top 70 players, yeah. probably. Uh, but, I don't know, for some reason, he's just not part of the awards discussion ever. Yeah. Um, if we ignore Greg Popovich, I think Snyder and Stevens um, would be the two best. I think they're the two best coaches in the league right now. I think so. Mike D'Antoni, I like to throw him yeah, out there. Sorry, I forgot about D'Antoni. But D'Antoni's definitely up there as well. And, yeah, I think what the, all these, like, this might be the most loaded coach of the year we've had in a while. Like, we didn't mention Brett Brown, Nate McMillan, no. um, some other guys there. Obviously, there are a lot of them that really deserve some consideration. And I, I'm kind of rooting for Dwayne Casey to get the award because, you know, they completely re- revamped yeah. the whole system, which is very hard to do. It is. It is impressive to kind of essentially have a new team without new players, and that's kind of what the Raptors have done. And no one's, like, the development of their bench, it's a lot... You would think that, you know, th- this bench that's scoring more than most starting... Well, than a lot of starting lineups, like, it might be a high, highly heralded players, but it's guys like Fred Van Vliet, Pascal Siakam, like, yeah. who? Who before this year? <laughs> like, Exactly. So, those are our awards predictions. Um... Most of these were pretty like pretty obvious. I think we'd both say. I'd say so, yeah. Um, the only real, I think, actually, sorry, we did forget one award: defensive player of the year. Oh. Uh, my bad. I'm going Rudy Gobert. I would probably go Gobert as well, but I'd like to slide in Al Horford as yep. a nominee. I think he's had a tremendous year, and also Oladipo, who has, like you mentioned, led, he's led the league in steals. He has been a tremendous player for the Indiana Pacers, and I think he is someone who deserves a little bit, of, a lot of credit for what he's done on that uh, on the defensive side of the floor. I'd say pretty firmly my top three would be Gobert and Beaton Horford um, as rim protectors. Yeah. Uh, Horford, with all the piece injuries around him, uh, the Celtics still had the best defense in the league in defensive rating uh, by .1 over the Jazz. Yeah. Um, Gobert, when the Jazz came back, were like, I think they were like six points better than any other team in defensive ra- rating. And Embiid anchored the best defense, or the third best defense in basketball for most of the season. Their numbers against the elite offenses are the best like defensively of any team uh it's just when he's out of the game their defense suffers a lot um and then obviously he was injured down the stretch um if gobert wins i believe it would be the least minutes played by a defensive player of the year uh Kawhi was the previous owner of that title a couple years ago Uh, it's actually the same thing with Embiid, i'm pretty sure uh but they're both i mean there's so many it's actually crazy this award season feels a lot more like it feels a lot more exclusive like there's a lot so many great talents right now in this league they really are. I think the NBA right now is probably deeper than it's been mm. in the last I don't know, five or six seasons. Right. I definitely agree with that. It's like the teams that missed the playoffs in the West and the Clippers and the Nuggets were great. Yeah. Uh, the Lakers had a great second half of the year, and then obviously they rested guys over the last yeah. like three, two or three weeks, but they had a great close. Um, I mean, the Hornets ended with, a, this is crazy, they ended with a positive point differential <laughs> for the second straight season and missed the playoffs. Right. Ten games under five hundred. I shouldn't even say missed the playoffs. And the Pistons were arguably... Outside of like the elite elite teams, the hot, hottest team to close out the season, yeah. I think they went nine and one once Reggie came back, yeah. something like that. I, the Blake Griffin trade, I think, is going to uh, end up being very positive for the Pistons in the future. Yeah. Okay, I think you're the only person I've ever heard say that. <laughs> Why do you think? I, that? I like I like Griffin and Drummond as a front court. I think I mean uh, Stan Van Gundy has a lot of issues as a coach and a general <laughs> manager, but yep. I think they have the potential to really string string together with those two guys. Uh, it's you know it's a little different, but the Pelicans are showing that you can play with two really That's good fair. guys yeah. in the front court. You don't have to be pace and space in today's NBA. You can compete against pace and space by having guys who can score, 
uh, down low, and Blake Griffin can shoot shoot the ball. Yeah, I think that's the, the big thing. Like Davis and Cousins can both stretch the floor, and Davis has shown flash. Or sorry, I should say Griffin has shown flashes yeah. of being able to stretch the floor. Uh, he's a, he's got a great mid range game, yeah. and he's working on the three. If he gets if he gets a better three, then definitely I think that yeah. could work with Drummond. Drummond actually is another guy who could be in that most improved player yeah. um, section, like, like just on free throwing alone. <laughs> he's become a great free thresher yeah. or a good free thresher somehow. But um, that's what we got for our award section. We're going to go on to the actual playoff series now. Uh, let's start in the East. Let's go Raptors-Wizards. Um, I'm interested to hear your thoughts on this. Why don't you start off? So I am concerned about the Raptors for one reason, really, and that is Kyle Lowry, who has not been a great performer recently in the playoffs. Um, the Raptors, the best team in the East on paper. They have an extremely deep bench. Fred VanVleet, Jakob Pertl, Pascal Siakam, um, all been fantastic. But it, this matchup concerns me for them because DeMar DeRozan's probably the best player on the floor, but mm-hmm. I think John Wall and Bradley Beal are both better than Kyle Lowry. Okay. And I think if Wall turns it on, which, granted, the Wizards have not been great to close the season, but if yep. Wall comes out and really plays well in the playoffs, I think this is a Raptors team that should be on upset alert. I think my problem with the Wizards is, and I mentioned this to you earlier, we were talking before the show, like, you remember when Wall first got hurt, Sadoransky comes in, they lead the NBA yeah. in assists for three weeks or two weeks, and then Gortat says, you know, it's crazy, like, what can happen when you actually pass the ball <laughs> without being selfish? And then Wall obviously gets angry. And then I think Gortat said something, like, two weeks ago, um, you know, it would be, he was something along the lines of, like, it would be nice if everybody tried on defense. And I'm pretty sure that was a shot at John Wall as well. And then there are reports out of the locker room that nobody likes John Wall. And yeah. even Bradley Beal, who, like, you would think, like, you know, the backcourt mates, like, Beal doesn't hate him, but Beal just doesn't care about him. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of chemistry issues there. This just isn't as a cohesive u- cohesive of a unit as last year. Definitely true. Um, but at the same token, Otto Porter's still great. The backcourt's still great. And Ubre off the bench. Sadoransky actually looked very good as a starter. Yeah. So there's enough pieces where I think they should be on upset alert as well. But I'd like to say that Raptors' depth and then the strength of Lowry. I think Lowry... I mean, he's a wild card, um, so I'm not going to say he's going to have a great series, but I think right. DeRozan and the bench will be enough to pull it out. I think I think this series really does hinge on Kyle Lowry's performance, and if he doesn't perform, if DeRozan can pick up a lot of that slack, yeah. or if a guy like Fred VanVleet off the bench can really play well. And the thing is with the Wizards is they're not uh, very cohesive, not a lot of chemistry, definitely mm-hmm. some issues in the locker room. John Wall's time may be taking down to, uh, maybe about to expire in Washington, but... Yeah. Talent speaks for itself, and if they put it all together, they're playing in the playoffs, they're definitely a team that I think could challenge the Raptors, and I think that goes to show how deep the Eastern Conference has been this year. Right. And not only how deep it is, but how not necessarily uh, top-heavy it is. Normally, you look at the East as a very top-heavy conference with LeBron, and this year it's been a lot more balanced and a lot more depth. Yeah. And I think I think the playoff matchups bear that out, because I think... Every single playoff series in the East could go either way. Yeah, I think at least every single playoff series in the East will be close yeah. on, on some level. Um, I just don't know. Again, like the Raptors, there's a lot. There's like some choke potential there, but I just don't think the Wizards can go deep enough in their bench to keep like their starters fresh. And this has been a problem for the last two or yeah. three years. They've ne- like Tim Frazier was playing big minutes off the bench for them like yeah. last year. And as much as I like, I like Sadoransky. I don't know how much you can trust him right. or Ubre and his temperament. Yeah. Um. You know, I don't know I, Kelly Olynyk's not on the floor. I think he'll be okay. That's true. There's no. There's no <laughs> Kelly in the series. But I also like Gortat's 
slowly like kind of under the radar declining yeah. a, a big amount and i mean markeith is who knows when you're when you have a morris twin you never know yeah. what you're gonna get out from <laughs> from them night to night uh so i think the raptors win the i'm gonna say in six games yeah i would i would agree i think i'll go seven uh just because i think I think John Wall is really going to have a good series, mm. but I do think the Raptors will pull it out. People are kind of like, I mean, I, I kind of tore on a little bit on, into John Wall there. I wasn't very respectful of him, but people are forgetting how good John Wall yeah. was last season. Um, I've seen some things like, you know, last season he was, I'd say, would you agree, consensus consensus top 20 player? Yeah, in the oh, league. for sure. Uh, people were saying like, oh, he's now that star that, you know, you can't win with. Uh, his Absolutely. game's outdated. That is a false statement. Even if his, his three ball is not great. That's that's fine though. You can win yeah. with a point guard that doesn't shoot the three ball well when he, when they're as good of a passer and as good of a finisher right. as well. Cough, cough, Ben Simmons. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> Let's switch conferences here. Uh, we're gonna go back and forth between the conferences. Let's go Rockets, Timberwolves. What do you got? So this is another fascinating series because the Timberwolves were so good with Jimmy Butler in the lineup, and now they fall into the eight seed due to Jimmy Butler injury. And I think the X factor here is the fact that Jimmy Butler is gonna have to defend James Harden. Every single night, pretty much every possession. Yep. And James Harden will defend Jimmy Butler maybe a quarter of that. Of the <laughs> probably less, yeah. Yeah, probably less when you have... Ariza, uh, Tucker. Ariza, Tucker, and Bamute's out. But the the Rockets are such a deep team, and the Timberwolves play their starters 46 minutes a night. Yeah, I mean, they Justin Patton, rookie, played four minutes this season. Yeah. Their first-round draft pick played four minutes, like... Come on, Tibbs. What do you like? Jamal Crawford's not good anymore. He, I mean, he, he's not good anymore. No, I very firmly believe that he can't defend, and he right. hits like two clutch shots per like fifty games. Yeah. Um, and the the other thing is, so Timberwolves play pretty old school. They can't shoot the three ball, right. so they kind of have to play old school. Uh, they just they uh, get down to the post with Gibson and Towns, and then they kick it out to Teague and Wiggins, who's been very not good. Very um, shaky. This, yeah, very shaky. He's very inconsistent. Uh, I think heading to last night's game over the last like month, you're shooting 30% from three, something awful yeah. like that. Uh, but there's a lot of potential offensively with that squad. I agree. And I think I think the Timberwolves, uh, Jimmy Butler was in the MVP conversation until he yeah. got injured. And, I mean, that adds a lot of value to your team. And Carl Anthony Towns is an all-star. These are, this is a team with an insane amount of talent. Not a lot of depth. And the Rockets are also a team with an insane amount of talent and an insane amount of depth. Right. I mean, we talk about how, you know, they're the eighth seed, but they're one, they were one game back of being, like, the five or four right. seed. Uh, is really just the Jimmy Butler injury. Like, they were comfortably the third best team in the, the Western Conference when Butler went down. Yeah. And then they collapsed because... Uh, we talked about this, actually. I remember before the season, uh, this was a team you could sort of peg that they were one injury from yeah. kind of collapsing. It was to Towns or to Butler. Those are their glue guys, and you know Thibodeau doesn't let the bench play enough to actually get their yeah. get them experience. And against the Rockets, if you can't go like nine or ten deep, you can't really keep up right. because there's way too much shooting, way too much floor spacing. And the there was actually I think Zach Lowe said today he was watching um, some pick and roll clips from the Rockets Timberwolves games in the uh, early, earlier in the season, and it was an absolute massacre. Yeah. So because Carl Anthony Towns can't defend the pick and roll. Right. For Look for Clint Capella to have a big series. Yeah, Clint Capella. Very underrated, great defensive big man, and one of the, maybe the best lob catcher outside of L.A. in yeah. Detroit. I mean, I don't know. Lob City has moved to Houston at this point. Yeah. So I'm going to say, honestly, I don't want to say Rockets in a sweep. I'm going to say Rockets in a sweep. You're going to say Rockets in a sweep. All right, so I'll be a contrarian and say Rockets in five. 
Yeah. Just make it sound a little better. The Timberwolves are a really good team, though. Uh, they and are. Congrats to them for finally making the playoffs. Yeah, that which is the KG. That is know. great. And a full season next year with hopefully Jimmy Butler. Maybe that, a new coach. Maybe. I don't think so. But I, w- I would. Yeah, it's only been two years. But but uh, I, I think I think the Timberwolves are a team that are they're just going to keep getting better and to have playoff experience. I mean, this is kind of the the path that most teams take. You the first year that you're really a contending team. Usually the eight seed, remember right. the Thunder. Yep, yeah, those um, are Thunder Lakers. Yep. Right, so that's that's what happens. You're the the Warriors had to do it with the Spurs. Exactly. Yeah. You're an eight seed. You lose. You come back next year. You're a competitive playoff team, and I think that's what we'll see with the Minnesota Timberwolves. Definitely agree. Uh, just a side note: Denver Nuggets missed out as the nine seed. Um, yeah. They were very much a playoff team as well, and they should be getting better next year as they stay healthy. They had Gary Harris injuries and Paul Millsap injuries. Yeah. Uh, they're definitely like on the same level as these other teams. Uh, switching conferences again. We're gonna go Celtics Bucks. Uh, I don't think this will be like a particularly close series because the Buc- I think the Bucks are the worst coach team in the playoff field and the least talented team top to bottom in the playoff field. Giannis is obviously a superstar and a top five player probably in the NBA, but be- behind him you have Chris Middleton who can't defend. You have Jabari Barker- Parker who can't defend. You have Eric Bledsoe who's not a very good off the ball player. Tony Snell's in the starting lineup. No big men. Yeah. Like I don't know. What do you think? Um... It's hard. It's hard because the Celtics are so young and so injured right now. And they are clearly the better team, the body of work throughout the whole season. But the way they look right now, they look very good. But Tatum and, and Brown are wild cards here in the playoffs, having you know such little experience. Obviously, Jalen got a little bit of time last year, but he wasn't right. a big member of the rotation. It, definitely n- not even close to how many minutes he's played this year. Right. So I think it it's definitely... Uh, going to be closer than a lot of Celtics fans would would want, mm-hmm. um, and Giannis is the best player on the floor. Yep, without a doubt. And we'll we'll have to see how how the Celtics uh, match up with them, whether it's Horford or Brown or Tatum. Uh, they play zone, obviously. Tatum or uh, Stevens was throwing a little zone at the end of the season, which was interesting. Yeah, I I think it'll be a close series, and I think Greg Monroe. Will play a big role. Revenge on his former team. Revenge I, I mean, tour for Greg Monroe. If, if anyone's going to succeed, it would be the big men. Um, with John Henson, yeah. Son Maker, and Zeller, Tyler Zeller trying to defend them, uh, good luck. I mean, I'm not a Greg Monroe guy, but his, he is very talented offensively, and those defensive those players can't defend anybody. So, yeah. I mean, and especially when you consider, like, there's no perimeter defense in Milwaukee, and there's no yeah. interior defense. So, the... This should be a high-scoring series. Uh, Giannis might average forty a game. I can see that. Yeah. Uh, I just don't. I just don't think he has enough in him alone. Um, I'm gonna say. I'm gonna, I will say it'll be six games. I'll give Giannis two, but I don't. I don't think it'll be like a very close. Like the four games the Celtics win, I think like three of them will be blowout wins. Yeah, I think I would. I would agree. Celtics in six. Um, I look for Jason Tatum to have a breakout series. I think he's gonna be a playoff performer. Um, that might just be my <laughs> fandom, but I, I think he's gonna, I think he's the real deal and I think he's gonna show it. I mean, there's the never playoffs. been, he's never shown any signs of like composure issues this right. year. You see that in a lot of rookies. Um, but him, Simmons and Mitchell never really, like the no. three of them never melted under any sort of pressure. Yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah. I, I could definitely see that. And trial by fire for the Celtics right now, which I think could prepare them for years to come. Yeah. Here's the thing. Like. No one's expecting the Celtics to get out of the Eastern Conference with yeah. the injuries as is right now. So this is just perfect experience for the young guys for next year uh, when they have Hayward and Kyrie back right. um, and are probably the favorites in the Eastern Conference. I'd say so. Um, I, I can't imagine. 
Cleveland with this roster being the favorites. Unless LeBron, I mean, if LeBron goes and sweeps every team this year again, then we'll have a different discussion. But I don't think yeah. that's happening. I very, very much don't think that's going to happen. Yeah, I uh, agree. Let's switch back to the West. What do you think about Warriors Spurs? So Warriors Spurs is a very lucky draw for the Warriors, given that without Curry, I think they were very susceptible to being upset by any pretty much any team in the West other than the San Antonio Spurs. Yeah. Um, and having said that, Curry Steph Curry is out. They still have Kevin Durant and Clay Thompson and yep. Draymond Green. So that is kind of the unfair advantage that the Warriors have going into this season. They are unquestionably the best roster. Yeah. Um, maybe you could argue Houston, but I think I think the Warriors are definitely the best the best roster, and I think they'll beat San Antonio pretty handily. But I am hoping that Lamarcus Aldridge has a big series yeah. and gets uh, some credit that. He never see, never seems to generate enough praise in my It's opinion. very unfortunate. Like Dame gets all the credit for that series win over the Rockets yeah. a couple of years ago when Aldridge was the steadying factor in that series. And then I mean last year Kawhi goes down and the Spurs didn't have a chance and you know, Lamarcus didn't lead the team to a win like everybody wanted him to. Right. But what was he really supposed to do against one of the greatest teams of right. all time? Uh I think the Warriors win as well and I think this is a sweep. Yeah, um, I but agree. I will say a phenomenal job by the Spurs and Greg Popovich to even get this team to a seven yeah. seed, um, and they really could have been better. A couple of blown games to the Lakers and the Clippers last week, or I think two weeks ago now. Um, there's a lot. There's been a lot of like weight put on the Warriors' closing of the yeah. season for some reason. Like they lost to the Jazz by forty, but no one was like, even though the guys were playing, nobody was trying. So, and Kerr openly said at the end, like, you know, why do I really like? Why are we? Why should I play the yeah, big this minutes? Is, this is what I don't understand: is everybody just accepts the fact that LeBron can just laze around all season and then yeah. turn it on in the playoffs, and yet the Warriors <laughs> are imploding apparently, yeah, just I don't, because they're bored of winning. I still think the Warriors are the title favorites, uh, assuming Steph comes back healthy. I, I mean, I if he if he's like, Steph's, I, I like think the, I think the Rockets are the be- are the better team. But, I mean, there's something to be said for having four of the, the top 20, 25, best, 20, 20, 25 yeah. best players in the league Yeah, I mean, on the same roster. They, I, I would pick them. If I knew Steph was going to be 100% healthy, I would definitively pick them. Yeah. But, um, I don't know, like, I just think we should stop reading into the close of the season. And it's been actually, in a way, it's been good for them to lose these games yeah. or, like, to struggle because it's been good experience for Jordan Bell, Quinn Cook, yeah. guys like that. Um, and they now know that they have like a better bench than anticipated. The the narrative going to this year was that their bench would be pretty bad um, and, with Iguodala declining. Yeah, but. and but, I mean it's the warrior. This is the warrior way. So you find a bunch of young young guys in the late first, second round, and apparently they're good just because they play for the Warriors. Right. Steve Kerr, phenomenal yeah. coach. Um, I agree. Doesn't doesn't also doesn't get the credit he deserves yeah. though. I mean he does have four top twenty players. Yeah. But also, so in the series, just interesting point. What what is your take on the whole Kawhi Leonard situation? Oh my god! Um, I think he. I honestly just think he was holding out for them because he's getting the supermax this summer. Yeah. He doesn't want to risk not getting the supermax. Do you think he'll be in San Antonio long term? Yes, I. I have like Lamarcus Aldridge wanted to leave a year ago, and then he mysteriously met with Greg Popovich and Buford and re-upped two days later. Yeah. Like I, he is a spur. Like I can't imagine Kawhi Leonard on any other basketball team. I think Kawhi Leonard wants to be a star and doesn't realize. That what's holding him back is his personality and not yes. the fact that he's on the San Antonio Spurs. Agreed. Agree. Like he doesn't he doesn't realize that not saying anything <laughs> doesn't you can't you inherently can't be like a superstar. Right. If you don't talk. Um 
even like Kevin Durant realized that like he was the the soft spoken nice guy, and then it wasn't working, so he became a complete jerk and led the league in technical yeah. fouls, and suddenly everybody realized like oh my god, Kevin Durant. <laughs> um, Kawhi Kawhi's gonna have to do it's, yeah like getting traded isn't going to solve his problems. No, I I agree. What do you, what would you think about if we had Kawhi from last year? Just throw him into the series. No Steph. What would you think about uh, the Spurs this series? would win this series? How many games would you say? Six games. Six games. I think the, the Warriors still have Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant is probably the second best player on the planet right now. Yes, and he is so undervalued just because everyone is bored <laughs> yeah, with the Warriors yeah. winning. Everyone's saying like, oh, you know, this has really been disappointing. The Warriors of late. Kevin Durant can't create. He can't lead his own offense. But I mean, he hasn't really tried. Yeah, like, and neither has Clay. Like, but I do think with Kawhi there. That would yeah that this would be this would be the series of the first round yeah, the best series well, of the first round by far. But I having said that, if Kawhi was playing, the Spurs would not be the seventh seed in the West. Yes, that's very true. I mean, last year that they were up twenty twenty three yeah. whatever with him, and then he goes down. Um, so Spurs, I say sweep. You say sweep too. I say sweep. All right, we've got a kind of two sweeps in the Western Conference to start. A little disappointing, but they're gonna be they're gonna be like entertaining sweeps. So. Though. These will be very fun games. Uh, switching conferences again. Sixers Heat. So. I don't know. This is going to be... It would have been a lot more fun if Embiid was guaranteed yeah. to play the full series because of the Embiid-Whiteside beef. Yeah. Uh, but uh, what do you think? I think the 76ers are going to win this series, but the 76ers are the most wild, the biggest wild card in the playoff field because nobody on this roster, aside from, I believe, J.J. Redick, has played a playoff game. Uh, what about Maybe, Elisa, Bill Nelly, those uh, guys? Sorry, like, so some, yeah, some yeah. Just extraneous like best, players. best players. Just players. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No contributing yeah. players yes. on this team, aside Agreed. from J.J. Redick and Amir Johnson, have played in a playoff game. <laughs> and we barely count Amir Johnson. Yeah. <laughs> so, I, I mean, I don't know what to expect, but at the same time, I think a lot of time the playoff experience factor is overblown. Yeah. And I think Ben Simmons is going to show that he is the rookie of the year, unquestionably. He's going to show that he is should have been an all-star. And I think the Sixers are going to win this series. Um, but the Heat are one of the best coach teams in the league. Yes. Uh, a guy, Eric Spolstra, maybe we should have thrown in the coach of the year. Completely forgot. Question. Yes. Agreed. Agreed. And, I mean, this is a team with, um, aside from fake all-star Goran Dragic, without an all-star appearance on their roster. Yeah. So they are really putting it together. They've got guys who can shoot. They've got guys who can defend. They yep. switch on everything. Uh, James Johnson, Justice Winslow, great defenders. Yeah, uh, Wayne, Josh Richardson. Josh great Richardson. As well, Wayne Ellington has been uh, he hitting, the three point record. Yeah, yeah, hitting so many threes. So I think the Heat are going to compete in this series. I think Whiteside will not play in the fourth quarter, and he will be upset about it. Yes. And yep. I think the Sixers will win. Yeah, I mean, I think I'd like to just say the Heat might be. I think they're the most underrated team in the Eastern Conference I'd field. Agree. Um, very deep, t- very very deep team. Kelly Olynyk had a great season for them. Yeah. Josh Richardson, one of the best three and D players in the league, and actually surprisingly, um, uh, this was as of a month ago. He was like a, he was top five in clutch scoring. I'm pretty sure. Uh, very very weird guy to be li- yeah. like. You think Dragic <laughs> should be the guy down the stretch, but and they also got guys like Tyler Johnson who can shoot. Um, very just a very good team. Bam Adebayo showed a lot this yeah. year as well. Um, but the Sixers aren't a good matchup. No. Even without Embiid, you have Ben Simmons. You have Redick. You have now you have Fultz, who's apparently yeah. going to contribute pretty uh, significantly to this playoff team. Ilyasova, Bellinelli off the bench. I mean, Bellinelli started yesterday uh, against the Bucks, and they won by fifty. <laughs> and he had he had like twenty. Um, you know, they just the Sixers. So going into the season, their roster was a lot different, obviously. Yeah. Um, now the the problem then was they didn't have shooting. Now, now they, have they have an have abundance of shooting. Exactly. 
And Dario Saric, since January, yeah. near 20 point per game score. He's almost averaging a double-double with like 20 points. And the Sixers roster construction is fantastic. When you have a guy like Ben Simmons who can't shoot, you have to surround him with shooters. That's what they've done. Uh, Markel Fultz aside. And <laughs> I, think, I think that this series is going to really, really be the Sixers coming out party. In the city of Philadelphia, having a... I was going to say sneaky hot streak, but a very loud hot streak. No, yeah. Um, Terry was telling me that uh, he saw a graphic that it was, could the Sixers have, or could Philly have four championships this year, including the Sixers and the Flyers? Like, that's not... The Flyers will not win the Stanley Cup, so no. 7 nothing last night. But, the yes, the the city of Philadelphia, um, I mean, things are going well for him, yeah. and I really hope that the uh, city council doesn't run out of Crisco. <laughs> very, very much agreed. And I think... The Philly has the best, I'd say, of like the teams around there right now. Philly and Boston have the best futures in the league, and uh, the Sixers yeah. are here to stay. This is another like we talked about how the Celtics. It's great for their young players to get yeah. exposure. The Sixers have a chance to get great exposure and also win a yes. couple series uh, because they are completely healthy. Uh, guys like Robert Covington as well getting like their yeah. playoff debuts very underappreciated. I'm glad they'll get to get some time yeah. in the spotlight. Um, I agree. So how many games? I say Sixers and six. Yeah, I'm going to agree with that. I do think the Heat are good enough to take two games, especially with Embiid probably coming back mid-series. I think also, I mean, playing at home is a big advantage for Miami. Uh, I like I like Dwayne Wade to have one at least one season oh, good true. game. That's true. Oh, he did that against. Remember, he did that against them um, like a week after the trade deadline. Yeah. He came back. He hit the game winner. So I mean, I I'm rooting for Miami. I I do like the Sixers though. I uh, I don't know. I think it'll be a fun series. I think this will be one of the most entertaining series of the first round. I agree. Uh, what do you think happens to Whiteside in the offseason? I think Whiteside is untradeable because of his contract, mm-hmm. and he will continue to pat around in yeah. Miami. <laughs> it's unfortunate that there's just not like much of a market for a big that yeah. is pretty lazy and can't play fourth quarters. And yeah. Yeah. I mean, he could be one of the most dominant players in the league, but the the effort just isn't there. Yeah. And I mean, he's I mean, it's so many centers in the league from Drummond to Gobert to Whiteside. Right. They just are from a bygone era. Yeah. And agreed, it agreed. seems like they're you not You have to be the top of the league defensively. Yeah. Uh, like DeAndre Jordan or Gobert. Yeah. To actually be worth anything. And I think more than that, you just can't be paid twenty seven million dollars. Yes, agreed. He has no trade value. You're right. right. He has he really has like he has next to no trade value. Like the trades I was seeing proposed were I saw one on Bleacher Report, which was Josh Hart, Luol Deng, and a, I think a second-round pick next year. Like, why would you do that if you're the Heat? And also, why would you do that if you're the Lakers when you have the max cap yeah. room? I mean, I think the Heat are just a collection of untradeable assets that yeah. have somehow coalesced around Eric yeah. Spolster's coaching. To like, be a Tyler Johnson, team. horrible contract. Yep. They gave up two first-round picks to get Dragic. That's a yeah. horrible trade. But... They, I mean, they're really just a victim of matching restricted free agency. The Brooklyn Nets... <laughs> like they've done to so many teams, throwing out max contracts. I hate, I hate the Nets. Yeah. They do that every time. And Wasn't that Alan Crabb too? Alan Alan, Alan Crabb, um, uh, Otto Porter. Yeah. What are they doing? And Tyler Johnson. So I don't know. Maybe it's a strategy. They <laughs> they're decimating the league. They, yeah. They've hurt the cap situations everywhere else so that they can compete for marketing yeah. free and go for it. Exactly. Rondé Hollis Jefferson, yeah. very attractive pieces. Jarrett. Uh, I mean Jarrett Allen. We'll say yeah. pretty attractive piece, but so we both say Sixers and six. Yeah, uh, let's go back to the West. Um, we're on the three seed in the West, right? We're on Blazers Pelicans. We are. Um, I think this. Um, 
I don't know. I'd like Anthony Davis is the best player in the series, but not by as much as people would think. Yeah, Anthony Davis is the best player in the series, but I would almost argue that Damian Lillard had a better season. Yeah. And uh, interesting matchup again in the backcourt between Lillard and uh, Drew Holiday. One of the best defensive guards yep. in the league. And C.J. McCollum and Rajon Rondo. Yeah. So I think it'll be interesting what happens. Uh, I like Yusuf Nurkic against Emeka Okafor. Yeah. I think I think Portland is going to struggle against Anthony Davis. Yeah. But I also think that New Orleans is going to struggle against Lillard and McCollum. And at the end of the day, Lillard is such a dynamic scorer that it is almost impossible to defend him. I mean, Lillard had over 30 last night against arguably either the best or the second best defense in the league in the yeah. Jazz, and he scored two points in the paint. Yeah. He scored two points. Like, that's insane. He is a... He's an all-NBA first-team yeah. level guard. He is. Right now. I, I think he could be... He's arguably the best point guard in the league right now. Yeah. And it depends on whether or not you consider right. like James Harden a point yeah. guard, pretty much. And I mean, I think I think Lillard is gonna really show out in this in this series. He has been just on a tear, and I think it's damn time. Yeah, I mean, if you look at it, the Blazers were comfortably the three seed as of two weeks ago. C.J. McCollum hits his worst stretch of his career yeah. probably, and they slip. Um, that's really what to watch. If somebody, if C.J. doesn't step up next to Dame, they could have a problem. Yeah. But they actually, like, surprisingly, their bench is pretty productive, too. Yeah. Uh, Shabazz and Pat Connaughton, yeah. Zach Collins, you know, they've got some quality bench. Ed Davis is a great defensive big, and that's probably, yeah. he'll get a good amount of minutes guarding Davis, um, which, I mean, nobody can stop Anthony Davis, but he's big enough and strong enough where he could at least, like, do an okay job, I think. Yeah, I, I think this series will be won on the performance of Evan Turner. No, no. Yeah, I, I was gonna say <laughs> what? No, I think I think it's it, this is gonna come down to who has a better series between Davis and Lillard, and whatever the answer to that question is, that team will be moving on. Yeah, the Pelicans lineup, starting lineup is actually kind of depressing. I will say, yeah. outside of Davis and, and it, I mean, but you have to give them a lot of credit. They really have performed pretty well considering the Cousins injury. Yeah, and it'll be interesting to see how he bounces back next year. Hopefully, yeah. it's not. Um, uh, career-altering injury. Yeah. But I think, I mean, the Pelicans have definitely a lot to be happy about with this season. Anthony Davis has been just a freak. Yep. He Agreed. has been so good defensively, offensively, rebounding. There's no o- offensive big man with, there's no big man with the set of offensive skills. That yeah. Anthony he Davis is. Has. The closest is Carl Anthony Towns. He is, yeah, he is just doing everything. He's really playing, he's playing like Kevin Garnett. Yeah. Right now. Uh, maybe not talking as much trash. No, definitely not. <laughs> but I, I think I think the Blazers will win this series because I think Lillard is going to perform better, and I think the home court advantage is going to play a significant factor. Yeah, I'd like to say another coach we didn't mention for potential coach. Actually, two. I mean, Terry Stotts and Alvin Gentry. Yeah. Um, Gentry took a pretty bad roster with just Anthony Davis yeah. and Drew Holiday. Um, I'd also like to say the Nikola Mirotic trade. I hated it at the time, and I still hate it. Uh, outside of these last two games of the season, the, the last three games that they won, he was he's pretty awful. Yeah. Um, not the Bulls Mirotic that was shooting like fifty percent from three. <laughs> Um, um, I don't know. I think they need to get Bobby Portis out there and maybe, you know. <laughs> just to get him motivated. <laughs> exactly. You know? yeah, Miritich has got to have a little extra extra step, you know. Right. He needs a little motivation, a little, <laughs> little fear to get him going. Uh, I don't know why he shaved his beard. A lot of bad decisions yes. for Nikola Miritich recently. But I can't believe they gave up a first-round first pick to get him, though. Like, yeah. First-round picks are so valuable in today's NBA. Like, nobody wants to trade him with teams like the Warriors and Rockets right. around, and the Pelicans are just like, Oh, you know, we have a barren roster. Let's get a big man that can kind of shoot right. and can't defend. Which is really par for the course for the New Orleans Pelicans. Let's trade away future assets for bad role players. Agreed. Uh, so, 100% agreed. I mean, really, I think 
We should have seen it coming. Yes, we definitely <laughs> should have seen it coming. It was very disappointing. Um, but it's on the whole has been a great season for them. I'm gonna say, I don't know. I think this is kind of like Giannis, where I'm almost like obliged to give Anthony Davis two games. Yeah. In the series, uh, I think it's gonna be the Blazers in seven. You think seven? I think okay. Seven games. Really? Yeah. Interesting. So you think obviously home court is the signing factor? Yes. Okay. I I'd say I'd say Blazers in six. I uh, definitely could see seven if CJ's struggles sort of continue. Yeah. Because I mean, then you have sort of like a one v one almost. Right. Between Dame and Anthony, which I would be almost more interesting than this playoff series. <laughs> I actually, I definitely, I would say this is probably like intrigue wise. I, outside again of Lillard and Davis, probably the lowest yeah. of any of the playoffs. I, I would agree with that statement. Um, it's just like there's so many role players in the series and so few like good players. Yeah. Um, uh, incredible that I really like. I'm shocked that the Blazers managed to get the three seed with their roster. I, I mean, it is it, honestly. Similar roster construction between the two teams where the Blazers have loaded up on their backcourt with McCollum and Lillard. Yeah. The Pelicans obviously going with two bigs and Davis and Cousins. And uh, unfortunately, Cousins isn't going to play in this series. But I think it looks like a real clash of those two those two styles. And I think that the backcourt is ruling the NBA right now. Mm. And I think that will continue to be the case. One quick thing before we move on to the Eastern Conference 4-5. Um, without spoiling your pick for a sec for the second round series, which of these two teams would you think would pose a bigger threat to the Warriors? Let's just say, hypothetically, Steph was out of these two teams. Uh, The Blazers. Blazers by a lot, you would say? I would say by a decent amount. I think think Damian Lillard is one of the few players in the NBA who can score with the Warriors, who can shoot with the Warriors. Yeah. And There's a, yeah, it's a, that's a good point. Like even in the series last year where they got swept, they had like a twenty yeah. three point lead in two separate yeah. games. Yeah, they right? were. I mean, they were out there really competing with this team. I mean, they would uh, a few a few years ago. I think it was the seventy three win Warriors were. I mean, that was a competitive series against Portland. Right. Obviously, Curry got hurt in that series, so I mean, who knows? Maybe that's a sign of right. things to come. But I I think that Lillard. If Lillard, if you traded Steph Curry for Damian Lillard, I don't think the Warriors would be a significantly different team. Yeah, I mean. It's a weird, it's a weird situation where the Warriors seem to run their offense around Steph Curry. Yeah. So as long, like Dame has the same sort of skills. Yeah. So I, th- I think he could adapt. It would just take a little bit of time. Yeah. Uh, Dame definitely top three point guard, if not the best. Yeah. Like Steph and Harden would be the only two yeah. other ones in the conversation. Um, so that would be our. So we're both saying Bla- uh, Blazers. You have seven. I have six. Uh, Cavs Pacers in the Eastern Conference. I'm just gonna let you start off on this one because so, I think we have a hot take coming. I think the Indiana Pacers could win this series. I'm going to pick them to win this series for the one reason that I think LeBron James is going to have a good a good series. He's going to come out. He's going to perform. The Cleveland Cavaliers do not have a lot of players around him. Yep. And I don't think that's really a new, you know, a new thing for he LeBron. He never really has. He definitely I mean, Okay, that's not true. Miami he did. Right. But, but he definitely has experience yeah. dragging bad teams to yeah. the finals. Yeah. But I think he's going to have a lot of trouble in this series against a team that can play really good defense in the mm-hmm. Pacers and against a guy like Oladipo who is going to, uh, and Collison, who are going to really shut down guys like George Hill and Rodney Hood. Yeah. I think LeBron is going to have to do basically everything in this series. Mm-hmm. And if he did that and they won, it would not surprise me. Mm-hmm. But I think the Pacers are going to win. I think the X factor is Miles Turner's performance. If he can guard Kevin Love really effectively and force the Cavs to play Larry Nance or Tristan Thompson more minutes than they want to. Yeah. It'll really slow down their offense. And if he can bang down low against Kevin Love offensively, 
that will allow the Pacers to spread the floor a little bit mm-hmm. and to score more points than the Cavs would want them to. I can't dispute any of what you just said. I literally can't, but LeBron James, <laughs> Eastern Conference playoffs, we've we've kind of been right. here. Like, they only won one or two less games than last year, yeah. I think, this year. Uh, I just have a hard time believing he'll lose. Uh, I mean, you're picking it a lot out of excitement as well. Yeah. Uh, but I do think this will be a closer series than people think. Yeah. Uh, I think the Pacers will take two games. Um, and I'd really like to say it's been very impressive what they've done this year. Yeah. Uh, a lot of guys that were sort of miscast in this NBA, um, like Oladipo, people thought, like, yeah. you know, where's he going? Where's the bonus going? Right. Uh, they've gotten great contributions. And Darren Collison was a forgotten yep. guard for a while. Um, yeah, and I think actually something that could be kind of fun just to watch is like a, a minor matchup would be when Larry Nance is in the game. You have two of the most high energy players in Nance and Thad Young. Yeah. Like how's that going? How's that going to work out? They're actually both pretty similar players. Yeah. And Lance Stevenson. And yeah, I, I completely so, forgot about the Lance Stevenson. So I mean, Lance yeah. Stevenson could you know blow sweet nothings in LeBron's ear. <laughs> that could you know, cost who, them a game. Who knows how <laughs> that, who, how that affects the series? I mean, I'm not saying it will happen, but I mean LeBron could easily get a technical foul against Lance Stevenson. <laughs> I just don't think the war uh, the sorry not the Warriors the Warriors the Warriors would have enough scoring to beat the yes. Cavaliers. I don't think the Pacers have enough scoring to beat the Cavaliers. That I is, think Miles Turner yeah. are a little bit too inconsistent, a little bit too wishy washy. There are a lot of games where he shows up big in the first quarter and then you don't see him for the rest yeah. of the game. Um, and then they don't have like Sabonis isn't good for more than sixteen to twenty minutes. Really, um, he can't play much more than that. And I mean, I guess you have the same problem with some of the Cavs backup bigs. But there's no player that can keep up with LeBron James yeah. on that roster. I think that's what it boils yeah, down to. And I think it's a really tough assignment, probably, for Thad Young to guard LeBron. Yeah. Could be Lance Stevenson. Whoever it is that's guarding LeBron is going to, I mean, that's a tough draw. It can't be Bogdanovich. It cannot be Bogdanovich. <laughs> yeah. And, but so we'll see how that how that goes. But I think the Pacers have a real shot, especially when, if they can win games at home. Mm-hmm. They only have to steal one on the road if they can win at home. Yes. Yeah. And uh, the Indiana crowd is going to be very into it. They love Oladipo. Like I said, Indiana Indiana grad, born born and raised. Uh, so he's I mean the Hoosier basketball is alive and well. Right. So I I hope that they win. I'm rooting for them. I think they will win in seven. Okay. But I mean I don't know. I could just be rooting against the Cavs to make it to the NBA Finals yet again. I mean it's worth mentioning the the Pacers actually I think they had a very good road record, one of the better yeah. ones in the league, and good home team as well. Um, they're just a very well composed and like yeah. like you you see like you know we talk about the Sixers they're a young team we don't know where that could go uh, we talk about the Raptors with like choking potential uh, I don't really see that with the Pacers even though the Pacers have I a mean, lot the, of the Pacers parts, are, they're just they're all there's so many parts the like, Pacers I as much as I think they they could win the series they have total burnout potential we have no idea what I think they have bust the I think they have bust potential yeah. but I don't think they're gonna let, I don't think if they take a lead in the series that they would choke a lead because I think yeah. they have they have so many quality players yeah that, that is true I mean we I mean it's just you don't know what to expect from a team like this but also the Pacers I think uh, another team with an extremely bright future yeah. With so much young talent uh, to go with Oladipo, if they can pick up a, a max free agent, I think they're a team that can contend in the East. Yeah. Um, they haven't had great free agencies over the last couple of years. No. So signings like Al Jefferson that everybody thought would work out, including right. myself. I mean, it did not work <laughs> out. Uh, but, yeah, they, they definitely they have a bright future. There's been some, I think, mostly joking rumors, like, Paul, oh, Paul George will yeah. come back. I'm hoping mostly uh, joking because it's that. not happening. But... <laughs> That would be that would be very interesting. Yeah. Uh, Paul George and Victor Oladipo. But so you're gonna say Cavs or Pacers in seven. That's my pick. Yeah. I'm gonna say Cavs in six. Uh, we'll go to the last series now. I think the most I would say the most intri- intriguing Western Conference series. Um, yeah. Like 
up and up and down the matchup. I wouldn't jazz. say I wouldn't say intriguing. I think this will be the most competitive series. Yeah, most competitive. That's fair. That's fair. Well, actually, I don't know. What would you put as more intriguing? Um, I would say Houston Minnesota just okay. because of the Jimmy Butler James Harden matchup. Fair enough. Uh, I'll take I'll take that. But I I will say I think I think Jazz Thunder will be the most competitive. Yeah, as you say. I agree. Um, two very good teams. Jazz are the best or the second best defensive team in the NBA. Uh, elite scorer in Donovan Mitchell, yep. and they're getting offensive contributions from everybody. Ricky Rubio since January is shooting forty percent from three point range. Joe Ingles is shooting the best three point percentage in the league. Derek Favors has actually started stretching his game yep. out, and he's playing really well. Obviously, Rudy Gobert needs no introduction. Right. One of the best big men in the NBA, and the bench is contributing very well too. Dante Exum is back and playing very well. Jonas Jerebko. Uh, Jay Crowder is part of the yep. Jazz line with the depth <laughs> that had the best net rating in the NBA in the second half of the year. Uh, Royce O'Neal, as Zach Lowe said, um, all, potential all-defense team if he had more recognition. Um, he's that good defensively. Uh, but then you have the Thunder. What do you think about the Thunder's roster? The Thunder are, I think this I think this year has really kind of crystallized what Russell Westbrook is. Mm. And that is someone who, the Thunder had James Harden, Kevin Durant, and Russell Westbrook on the same team. And it appears that they have kept the wrong guy. Because, yes. Because yes. Russ is a, so ball dominant. <laughs> and like we were talking about Victor Oladipo, Paul George, similar numbers. Arguably, Oladipo's had a better season. I don't know if that's really even arguable. I think Oladipo's yeah. had a better season. No doubt. There's no, there's no argument. And I mean, I think it'll be interesting. I mean, you have to imagine that having Paul George and Russell Westbrook makes this team better and they should beat the Jazz in the playoffs yeah. but it just hasn't really it hasn't materialized worked. at all like, it hasn't George really has, worked George has been awful from downtown yeah. this season uh, in the second half of the season since the three point contest yeah. Melo's been awful he's an absolute negative Yeah, I think something that's interesting that won't get talked about is Corey Brewer once they signed him they they started taking off again and then he's out he's gonna he's most right. likely out for the series and Alex Abreens is still on concussion protocol, yeah. so it's going to be like Terrence Ferguson or maybe Josh Hussey starting at yeah. the two. That's awful. None of that. Neither of them. Like, let's say you put Paul George on Donovan Mitchell. Neither of those guards can hang with Joe Ingles. Yeah. Um, and Ingles has actually been destroying mismatches this year. Yeah, John and Joe Ingles, I think he's going to have a good series. Yes, I, th- I think so too. He had a great one against the Clippers last yeah. year. He was probably their most important. Pull. Absolutely shut down Redick yeah. and Chris Paul when he guarded him. Yeah, I mean, I think at the end of the day, the Jazz defensively are very good, and the Thunder offensively feel very one-dimensional with yes. Russell Westbrook. Stephen Adams um, is a, a huge, a huge factor in the series, but against a guy like Gobert, I mean, doesn't really seem like he matches up yeah. all that well. I will say Adams has given like they've had some back and forths because Adams is a great offensive yeah. rebound rebounder, but Gobert's got the clear edge. And I think something else to mention is we talked about with Coach of the Year how good Quinn Snyder is. He can coach circles around Billy yeah. Donovan. I don't think that's much of a much of a contest. No. And the lack of a bench, like when Raymond Felton and a very disappointing Patrick Patterson are leading your bench, yeah. you have some problems. I just think that the Jazz are a much deeper team. Um, they, their offense does come and go, um, yeah. which happens when you're being led by a rookie. And I think that's that'll that'll hurt a lot, um, especially when Russell Westbrook's just charging down your throat yeah. every game all nonstop. But I think this one, I do think this one goes seven games, uh, yeah. much like last year's four or five matchup yeah. with the Jazz and the Clippers, where the Clippers were the disappointing, yeah. very talented team, but they choked in game seven. I think the the Thunder do the same. I think the Jazz won the series yeah. in seven. I agree. I think Jazz in seven. I think Russell Westbrook averages a triple double for the series. Oh yeah, actually, the one the one thing worth mentioning is I'm pretty like the last two years, every game against the Jazz, Russell Westbrook has had a triple yeah. double. 
Um, like, I, I honestly, I think the fact that he averaged triple double this year devalues his achievement last year, <laughs> which is ridiculous <laughs> to, to say. But I, I feel bad that he won the MVP over James Harden, and this it yeah. almost feels like this year's MVP is a culmination of a two season arc. I, I agree, and uh, it's actually really like. What you said earlier that the Thunder kept the wrong player—it's really sad. Yeah, it's really like because they're I really they're a franchise that I would really want to succeed. Right. Uh, very unheralded, uh, not a lot of money. Like yeah. you know, just a very a Sam Presti, one of the better uh, GMs in the league. Yeah. Uh, but they've really kept they kept the wrong guy. James Harden is a top three. James yeah. Harden and Kevin Durant are probably the second and third best players in the NBA if you yeah. consider LeBron the best. And whereas what Russell Westbrook. I don't know, maybe like seven or eight. Yeah, maybe top ten. But he's just the problem with Westbrook and to a lesser extent Carmelo Anthony is that they are guys who have just really struggled to play beside really good teammates. Yes, and that is, I mean, been continued to be the case this year where Paul George has never really gotten into a rhythm. Yeah. Um, because of that, and Melo has been just atrocious. So I think, I mean. I don't really know what the Thunder could have done because it it seemed so smart to trade for Paul George, yeah, and trade for Carmelo. That, that was definitely those those are the right moves um, because you. I honestly don't think last year's Thunder would have made the playoffs in this year's West. Yeah, I agree. Um, it's just like if you think about it with Melo, like as you were saying, his best Knicks team was a team where they just had a bunch of solid role players around. Him. Yeah, like Tyson Chandler. Th- that was Jr.'s Sixth Man of the Year year. Yeah. Uh, Jason, an old Jason Kidd, like Insanity. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Linsanity. Like, um, it's like these guys are. It's almost like Westbrook and guy, a guy like Melo does better when he has less around yeah, him than when he has superstars to try and balance, but he can't balance. I agree. I mean, it's just it's difficult for a guy who isn't LeBron James. That's not even fair because LeBron is so good at getting his teammates involved. Uh, it's difficult for a guy like Westbrook to play with really good talent around him because. He's just he's holding the ball the whole time. Right. And for someone like Westbrook to succeed, they need the ball in their hands. They need to be charging at the defense. Right. And I mean, he's an amazing player, an amazing talent, a ridiculous athlete. But he's just not. I mean, in terms of constructing a winning a winning championship basketball team, Russell Westbrook would not be on my radar. Yeah, I, I think I don't think any of the guys on the Thunder would be honestly. Yeah. Like Paul George is a very good complementary piece of yeah. the right system because he's an elite defender and. Yeah. Usually, I mean, I'd like to say he's a great shooter, but he he's hasn't been this struggling year. Struggling a little bit, but yeah. yeah. I think he will be. I think I think Paul George still has a good series in this series, and I think Westbrook does too, but I just think the lack of help around them, um, even like they run the Westbrook-Adams pick and roll a lot, and that works a lot against bad teams, yeah. but that's not going to work against Gobert. Right. Um, and, I mean, Ricky Rubio, we finally get to see playoff yeah. Rubio. It's been so long, and he's another great defender. Like, the Jazz have so many great defenders. Um, they can switch in pretty much any matchup. Like, I think they're just a little better. I mean, sorry, I think they're a lot better of a team. Yeah. And that, that'll help them overcome the star power. I think what it really comes down to is the Jazz are greater than the sum of their parts, and the Thunder are significantly less than the sum of their parts. Agreed. Are and we both going seven games, though? Yes. Yeah, we are. Jazz and seven. Okay, Jazz and seven. So, our first round matchups then are Warrior, or, or second round matchups, sorry, are going to be Rockets, Jazz, Warriors, Blazers. Um, you have the Pacers winning. Uh, so that would be Pacers, Raptors, yeah. and then Celtic Sixers. Yeah. Uh, without going too in deep because these might not happen, obviously. Uh, so uh, we'll just go one by one real quick. Uh, I would have the Rockets over the Jazz probably in five games. You agree? Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm giving them a game because I think they're good enough to take yeah. a game, but a sweep wouldn't surprise either. Yeah. 
Uh, what would you say, Warriors, Blazers? I would say the Warriors in five. Warriors in five as well. And we're going to say Curry's back for that because yeah, he most yeah. likely will be. Uh, Raptors, Pacers. Um, if the Raptors get through the Wizards, I'm assuming they're over their choking issues and yeah, their Lowry I, issues. I think the Raptors are the best team in the Eastern Conference. And the thing is, uh, teams with uh, kind of a choking narrative can only have that for so long before yeah. the fact that they're talented basketball teams takes over, and I think yes. that's going to be the Raptors this year. I think they'll be in the Eastern Conference Finals. Yeah, I would actually say I don't think Raptors-Pacers would be as cl- like if like if the Raptors get through the Wizards, I think they're beating the Pacers in five games. Yeah, I would say. I think, well, I think the Raptors would be uh, ecstatic if the Pacers beat the Cavs. Because yes, I 100%. think they would fare much less against, much worse uh, against LeBron. Yeah, they have, as it's uh, been yeah. shown in their last two games against LeBron, yeah. they have absolutely nobody to stop him. Um, yeah. And what it's kind of weird. Once one player gets going against the Raptors, the whole team kind of just shrivels up. Yeah. So Pacers would be a much better matchup. I say, I'd say five games. Uh, other series would probably be the most interesting to watch yeah. of the second round series would be the Celtics and the Sixers. Yeah. Um, you have you've might have hinted at a Sixers finals yeah. appearance, so I, I you have them here. I do. I have the Sixers in this series with a huge asterisk given that if Kyrie Irving was playing, I would feel differently. But right. he is not. I think the Sixers uh, would beat the Celtics in this series. How many games would you say? Uh, six games. Six games, I would agree. I think Sixers over Celtics and uh, Sixers over Celtics in six. If Kyrie uh, was there, definitely different yeah. different story. Um, but too many injuries, yeah. as, as we've alluded to multiple times. Uh, so then Warriors, Rockets, and Raptors, Sixers. Very interesting series both ways. Um, I'm going to just stick with the Warriors because I don't really think we've seen them trying much this year, <laughs> um, and I think that's backed up by like. If you, like watching their their games, they're mostly just standing yeah. around right now. Uh, I think they flipped the they flipped the switch. They won fifty eight games, yeah. fifty seven games. Um, I think they flipped the switch and they went in a very close seven game series. This yeah. is by far the greatest test they've ever faced. Yeah. Even better than the Cavs team that beat that beat them. I would agree one hundred percent. I think that they do flip the switch and the Rockets still win. I think mm. Houston is just. I mean, if there is a team that is constructed to beat the Golden State Warriors. It is this Houston Rockets team where you have mm. such a good defense mm. in Chris Paul and Clint Capella, P.J. Yep. Tucker, Mbamute, Mbamute will be back Trevor Ariza, yeah. with James Harden, who is arguably the best offensive player in the league right now. Yeah. So, I mean, with so much shooting, the Warriors made made their you know every made the entire changed the entire NBA because yes. of their shooting. Hundred percent. And now the Rockets are probably a better shooting team. Yeah. So I think. I mean, I, everyone wants to see that series. I wish that was the NBA Finals. Yeah, I agree. I, it, and I think I mean, it, it is, I think the, it is the de facto NBA Finals. Let's be honest here. Raptors or Sixers or Cavs or Celtics, whoever the heck comes out of the East, yeah. they're not competing with these two teams. I agree. Um, I, I think the Warriors in the end, I think they come out on top, I think, because I think Curry and Durant end up. They're just the two best yeah. players on the floor, I think, in that series. Uh, I mean, Harden, Harden might be better than Curry, but I think Curry plays better yeah. in these series. Harden's had some playoff issues. Yeah. Actually, a lot of playoff issues. Yeah, which is interesting. We haven't mentioned that. We've been really on the Raptors. We haven't talked yeah. at all about James Harden. But I think... James Harden argues really... Uh, not more flag than Kyle Lowry. Kyle Lowry deserves the most yeah. flag, but he deserves more flag than DeMar DeRozan. Yeah, I agree. But, I mean, without Dwight Howard on the floor, I think he... Uh, was... I don't know. How about last year? <laughs> last year was an, abom- an abomination <laughs> from James Harden. But... I think also Chris Paul, I think, is a huge factor in, yes. in helping play out. So, Harden. Chris Paul gets a lot of flack, but he never deserves it. 
Like, yeah. he averages, like, last year against the Jazz, like, people love to blame him, but he was putting up, like, 28 and 15 a game. Yeah. He was putting up, at, like, and he was the cl- he was the only clutch player for the yeah. Clippers. I it, think he's a great steadying force. Yeah, I agree. I think I think Chris Paul is going to be the difference in uh, that potential series against the Warriors. Right. I think I would, t- I would take the Rockets, like you said, in an extremely close seven games. Yeah, this, this might be the best series we've seen since the Spurs Heat Finals, yeah. possibly... I think definitely could be better. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm thinking the Spurs Heat seven gamer, obviously with the yeah. Ray Allen yeah. and all that shenanigans. Um, this is gonna be a phenomenal series, and I I really hope we get it. I hope the only way I I think we wouldn't get it is if the Warriors get hit with another injury. Yeah. Um, and even then, their path is so much. They really I feel like they kind of lucked out not getting yeah. Utah or. OKC in their bracket. Yeah, or or Minnesota. I think or Minnesota, Minnesota. Yeah, I think I think the Rockets do have to play the. They do have the hardest road of any team. Yes. In the entire playoffs. They're so good, it probably won't matter. But Utah, yeah. OKC, and to Minnesota are the the three teams with like the right collection of players yeah. to stop a team like that. Yeah. Um. And actually, I was thinking back to last year. You've always been. I feel like you've always been a big Rockets guy. I remember yeah, you yeah. said last year you thought they were the team with the best chance to beat the Warriors yeah. as well. I mean, I think, I think, it, like you said, it's what it comes down to is the Warriors have revolutionized the NBA, and the Rockets have taken that to the nth degree. Right. And with Chris Paul, it's just a different level. It's, right. I mean, there were concerns before the season oh, that Paul and Harden wouldn't play well together. Those have been completely yeah. thrown away. They have clearly figured it out, and I think that they have the right collection of talent, the right uh, game plan, the right you know, mix of defense and offense and shooting yep. Yep. that they could beat the Warriors, and I think they will beat the Warriors. Okay, yeah. So we have either the Warriors or Rockets in seven games yeah. in a series for the ages. Yeah. And then we have Raptors Sixers, which is going to be a... It's, it's kind of sad because this should be a very fun and... Uh, this would be a very fun and entertaining yeah. series. Actually, wait, what? I should go... I'm going to backtrack a little bit and say I had the Cavs <laughs> over the Pacers, and I also would have the Cavs <laughs> over the Raptors. So we either have Raptors Sixers or Cavs Sixers. Uh, which would both be very fun series, yeah. but they're going to be very much overshadowed by the other one. But who would you have in... I, just give me either scenario. I would have the Sixers in both scenarios, especially if Embiid is back. And I have no reason to believe he wouldn't be. Yeah, he's got the, the mask on yeah. right now, so he should so, be back in like a week. I, I think the Sixers, I mean, they're such a young team, but Simmons and Embiid are generational talents. Mm-hmm. And I think they... You have to imagine have, with two playoff series under their belts at that point. Mm. That they would be comfortable in that spotlight, and I think I think they will be. I think they'll play well. Uh, they have the shooting to go with those two guys, and they have uh, Embiid is such a good rim protector. I think they have a guy in Robert Covington who can stop LeBron mm. if they have to play the Cavs yep. or DeRozan if they have to play the Raptors. Yeah, and again, the city of Philadelphia is on a roll, and I think that continues. So I think with if it was Raptors Sixers. Uh, we talk about the Raptors bench and how good it is. Philly's one of the few teams with a bench right now with all the shooting off the bench yeah. that they have that like is is that could keep up with that Raptors bench. And then the star power, I'd like to say that Simmons and Embiid is better than Lowry and DeRozan. I think so. Um, and then not to mention you also have a guy in Dario who's been playing better than any other any Raptor player this yeah. year. And Marco Fultz player. is the biggest probably the biggest wild card yeah. in the playoffs. Can he shoot in the playoffs? And even if he can't shoot, he does. He's been great defensively. Yeah, and he's he, a great pick and roll player. I mean, he just does a lot of things well, and uh, maybe he'll figure it out. I don't know. Yeah, 
I you gotta you gotta think that he should be able to figure. I mean, if I can shoot a three point shot, <laughs> I have to imagine that Markel Fultz can shoot a three point shot. Agreed. Though the the greatness of your three point shooting is something to be debated yeah, another fair. time. <laughs> uh, I will say, if it was Cavs Sixers, um, the Cavs have actually like in the two games the Sixers have won recently against the Cavs. The Cavs like they've had injuries. Like they didn't have George Hill or Rodney Hood. I think yeah. for the last one, and they still only lost by two points yeah. or three points or whatever. Uh, I would take the Cavs, um, but. I think that would go seven games. Yeah. Um, I think this is, it's very nice that we have a team like the Sixers. Like, we haven't had a team like that in the playoffs in the last couple of yeah. years where there was, like, a young team that we were, like, could really break out. Yeah. Or, you know, they could lose in the first round. Exactly. Like, there's so much potential lot, either way. Yeah, a lot of boom-bust potential. But that's what happens when you have a team that's never been in the playoffs before. And they have no, they have no experience and they have no track record. And that could go either way. I mean, I feel the same way about the Pacers and about the Celtics. I think those are through those are three teams in the East that have a lot of potential to play really well or to just totally flame out. And I don't really think there's a team like that in the West, other than potentially the Timberwolves, but right. they've got such a bad matchup at hand yeah. that it doesn't really matter. Um, so NBA Finals, I'm not even going to ask you who you think is going to win. Uh, how many games do you think it will be? I, would, I might even say four, but... I think... Just to be fair, you have to say five. Five. But a sweep would not be surprising in the least. Yeah, I would say if it's if it's Cleveland, it's five. If it's Philly, it's five. If it's Toronto, it's four. <laughs> um, no offense. I mean, like, I don't know. There's something to be said that if Toronto makes the finals, then we can throw all the past narratives out. Yeah. But I'm still going to keep the past narratives in my head right. and say they would lose them four. But that's the thing that's interesting is Toronto is a 57-win team right now. Yeah. And, I mean, if they make the finals, I mean, that... Yeah. Says something. They really are, I think, the third best team in basketball. Yeah. Uh, behind the Raptors, the Rockets and the Warriors. It's just, they like, just who do you go to down the stretch? Yeah, I mean, it's it just DeMar, that, like, like, I feel like Drake would be rooting for the other team. <laughs> yeah, if it's the Warriors and the Rockets, Drake's <laughs> yeah. rooting for the other team for sure. So, you say Rockets are champions. I think so. I go Warriors are champions. Again, that is the finals. And that's the end of this episode. Thank you for listening, and goodbye.